Thanks for tuning in to Cross Defense this week on the show. We're talking about those who are celebrating Pride Month and encouraging Christians to do likewise. We're specifically talking about Thrivent and going into Scripture to see how we should not be partnering with unfruitful works of darkness, but in fact, exposing them. All that and more is coming up right now on Cross Defense. Welcome to Cross Defense. This is the show that aims to equip the mind, excite the imagination, and and comfort the soul all with God's word, both his law and his gospel, rightly divided, properly distinguished. I'm your host, Reverend Tyrell Bramwell. I'm the pastor of St. Mark Lutheran Church out here in Ferndale, California, where the equipping and the exciting and the comforting aim that I just mentioned, <laughs> well, it's part and parcel of our daily life, brother. It's part and parcel of who we are. It's a wonderful place to live. It's a wonderful place to serve. If you're ever out here on vacation, I highly recommend you stop off for a while and and say hi. So today we're talking about celebrating Bride Month. No, we're not condoning it. We're not affirming it. Not even close. We're talking about those who are lying to Christians by telling them to celebrate Pride Month. Specifically, we're talking about what's unfolded this last week with Thrivent, which says it is a fraternal benefit society bound together to serve Christians. That's why we're talking about this. This is like Bud Light. It's like Target. It's like the LA Dodgers. But specifically, this company claims to be for Christians. And so we're going to get to that in just a minute. But before we do that, before we get that far into the show, if you have any questions, comments, or bits of biblical brilliance, as I'm sure you do, you can send them to us here at stmarksferndale.com slash contact. That's S-T-M-A-R-K-S, ferndale.com slash contact. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and do that, stmarksferndale.com slash contact. That's what Sally did, and this is what Sally said. She's writing in from Faith Lutheran Church in Springfield, Missouri, and she writes, Dear Pastor Bramwell, I just read the Fernandale books, and then I gave them to my grandchildren. Well, thank you, Sally. Thank you for that. They're wonderful. Wow. Well, thank you even more for that. Will there be a third one? I think a trilogy would be great, as you did leave us hanging at the end. Yes, I did, Sally. I am sorry. I intended to write a third one well before now. There will be a third one, Lord willing, if that should be his plan, that is my goal, and hopefully more than just three. I'd like to write more. My family and I, we brainstormed when we plan, you know, kind of conceived of this idea, when we planned out writing the World of the Wazzlewood books, Fernandale Fairy Tales. We planned on more than just three. We planned on a bunch. So, uh, yeah, that's the hope. With my family opening Butterfat Books, we actually have been getting a lot of requests here locally, a lot of inquiry in, to the same effect. Is there going to be more? And, uh, yeah, so we hope to write more. I hope to write more Fernandale Fairy Tales. I'd like to get back to writing other books as well. I have a whole bunch in the old hopper here, and I'd like to get them out. Um, so if that happens, when that happens, we should say, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll be announcing new books on our bookstore website and on our bookstore social media accounts. So uh, go take a look at butterfatbooks.com for information along the lines of Fernandale Fairy Tales and any of... Um, my books. Sally continues, we listen to Cross Defense every week on KFUO. Thank you for saying what we are also believing, what we also believe. Uh, We are praying for you and your church to stay strong. 
We're being hit as well in our area this month. That's right, Sally. We all are being hit by the Pride Month thing. So I'm praying for you to be strong as well, you and and your family and your pastor. Make sure to tell your pastor you know, to stand up and be bold and, and let him know you, you have his back there. So here's a unique twist, she says, from a Princeton Christian professor who wants this month, June, to be Fidelity Month. And then she gives us a link to a Fox News article about this Princeton University professor who does want uh, Pride Month to turn into Fidelity Month. I think it's a great idea. I, I pray for this man to have much success in that regard. We need to be faithful all the time. Uh, if, he can, if he can undermine and overtake Pride Month, that'd be great. That'd be wonderful. I pray that happens. Um, so there, yeah, interesting twist. It really is. We have another email here from Mark, and he writes, thank you for the program. I look forward to it on Saturday morning and sometimes re-listen to it, doing so now, in fact. <laughs> you re-listen to it, do you? Well, thanks, Mark. But only sometimes? Why don't you re-listen to it all the time? Come on, guy. <laughs> I appreciate pastors who are on Twitter, even if susceptible to spending too much time there as am I when I have an active account. And I appreciate those like you who stay away or who have left. Your comments encouraged me to deactivate mine twice. Twice? So I encouraged you twice to deactivate your Twitter account. Well, what happened in between? Why did you get back on? Well, you say that you did deactivate and then you reactivated a few days later, but was not back on there for three whole days. And so I'm assuming you, you got off. But uh, the question still remains. Why did you have to hear me twice? Why don't you just deactivate it the first time and just leave it deactivated? Come on, Mark. <laughs> just playing, brother, just playing. Uh, it really is not a place, Mark writes, where effective contending for the faith happens often. I think it is possible, he says, just difficult given the platform's nature of interaction and common anonymity. I think you're right. One thing I saw before leaving from the mob of marauding laymen is a deep hatred for the office of the holy ministry. The silliest slander is slung at pastors who are there. Keep contending with armor strapped on. There will be a day when fighting is no longer needed, but it is not this day. Keep doing the work of word and gospel faithfully by words and strength, not your own. Dr. Mark, and we'll leave your last name off for anonymity's sake, <laughs> writing from Albuquerque. Thank you, Mark. Those words were very encouraging. I appreciate it. And yeah, I agree. It's not impossible to contend for the faith on Twitter, but it is extremely difficult uh, given the communication style of the technology, the platform, um, as you noted, anonymity, but often uh, other obstacles as well. So I'm glad I could be of service to you twice over, apparently, in your deactivation. So thanks, Doc. I appreciate your words. Okay, so my friends, here we go. We here at St. Mark put eight lawn signs in front of St. Mark's building this year to engage our neighbors during Pride Month. We're into a, a third time around. This is the third year in a row that we're engaging them specifically on matters of LGBTQ, them, I mean my neighbors, our neighbors, um, on this Pride Month issue as it's in everybody's face. All the pride stuff is everywhere. So it should be on our lips too, speaking against it, right? So each one of these lawn, each one of these lawn signs has a different mes message on it with Bible verses that educate readers on some, not it's not exhaustive, of course, on some of what God's word says about LGBTQ issues. And one of these signs is the newer rainbow flag with the, the triangle or the chevron, whatever they call it, uh, coming off from the left. 
where you have the uh, the trans colors within the brown and the black um, interrupting the, the, the old-fashioned rainbow flag, I guess, whatever. So on top of that symbol of sin, that, that image of sin, I have printed Colossians 3, 9a, don't lie to one another. Because that's what the LGBTQ movement is, a lie. It's a lie that generates lie after lie after lie after lie. When a Christian affirms LGBTQ pride, he's lying. He's lying to other Christians, and he's lying to the world. And lying in the name of Christ, that's horrible. He is a Christ bearer. He bears Christ's name as Christian. So he's adding sin to sin there. It's a horrible thing. A Christian that affirms LGBTQ issues is lying about his master's view, his Lord's view on homosexuality, on transgenderism, on on the ordered nature of the world, God's ordered world. He's bearing the Lord's name, and then he's lying about his Lord's will regarding sex, regarding identity, and then regarding and regarding the created oral order of the world. This is what Thrivent Financial is doing, lying. If you don't know, I know there's a lot of newer Lutherans in the cross-defense audience. Thrivent used to be Thrivent Financial for Lutherans. It's a fraternal benefit society. The fraternal bond used to be Lutheranism. But in 2013, Thrivent moved to a bigger money pool and went from Thrivent Financial for Lutherans to Thrivent Financial. Christianity became, just in general, became the fraternal bond for their organizational purposes, which is really kind of a disservice to Christianity, if you ask me, because Lutheranism is Christianity. It is faithful, confessional, orthodox Christianity, and so broadening that pool to be able to maybe get more money, more clients, to include the various sects and denominations out there seems a little, uh, I don't know, shady, uncomfortable, icky. Pick your word. So Thrivent's current Instagram bio reads, inspiring Christians to be wise with money and live generously. Financial services and guidance for your unique needs. You might think those unique needs are the unique needs of the Christians that they are fraternally bound to serve, but you would be mistaken. So first, Thrivent moved away from Lutheranism to broaden its its Christian pool of investors, more people, more money, more problems, Yeah. Along the way, they disclose that they like to live generously. That's their catchphrase, their little slogan, their motto, their way of life. Live generously by supporting pro-abortion groups, which caused no minor flare-up among the original Lutheran financial base. Among the people, the, the faithful Christians, that this group, Thrivent, used their money to build their business off of. Okay, so there was some backlash, as you might expect, and then there was some backpedaling, as you might expect, although I don't know if there was ever any apology in, sense, in the sense of the Bible saying, will you forgive me, and any repentance. I don't think that actually happened, but there was some backpedaling. Now, during their transition, yes, that is the right word. During their transition, they changed their logo from a heart with a cross in it, a modern nod to the centerpiece of Luther's rose, no doubt. Luther's rose has the heart with the black cross in the middle. They went from that to simply something like that to simply a heart, a symbol that uh, you know it's 
it's easier to brand. It's maybe weird for a Christian organization to drop a cross off their logo, but, you know, it's a little less offensive to the Jews and the Gentiles. It's not a stumbling block or foolishness to either one of those groups. And so they were able to broaden their client pool. All right. Well, now, that brings us up to speed. On June 1st, 2023, Thrivent decided to broaden its pool even further, going from... Well, hold on a second. How about we take a break? <laughs> we'll be right back, and we'll talk more about what Thrivent Financial did on June 1st. You're listening to Cross Defense, and I'm a cruel host. I, I know. Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Phil Boo, host of Thy Strong Word. Each weekday morning at 11 a.m., join me and a guest pastor as we explore God's Word, which strengthens our faith and guides our lives. You can listen over the air, online at kfuo.org, or through your favorite podcasting app. Just search for Thy Strong Word, only from KFUO. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere. Welcome back to Cross Defense. On June 1st, 2023, Thrivent decided to broaden its financial pool to more than just Christians, to extend its fraternal bond beyond Christendom. They went from the Lutheran pond to the Christian ocean to the demonic abyss. That's right. The fraternal bond of Christianity is completely and utterly severed as they have now, on the first day of Pride Month, decided that they wanted to both commune with at the table of the Lord and the table of demons. I imply that what pagan sacrifice they offer to demons and not to God. I do not want you to be participants with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Shall we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? But on the first day of Pride Month, Thrivent posted a video graphic on Instagram. It's a black square the color of darkness, a very important detail, as you will see. A gray hand emerges from the bottom of that black square, a bloodless, rotting, corpse-like appendage erupting out of a grave, is how I think about it. And in its hand, a rainbow-colored heart. Yeah, that's right. Which it places at the center of the black field. Now then the dead hand descends back into the unknown depths of the darkness, the abyss, and the words celebrate Pride Month appear over the heart. And a hashtag saying the same thing pops up at the bottom. Hashtag celebrate Pride Month. Now the post's accompanying text says, When we uplift one another, we all thrive. This month we celebrate our LGBTQ plus colleagues and communities. And then the hashtag celebrate Pride Month is included in the text as well. So Thrivent says... At least the first female CEO, Terry Rasmussen, has said, made sure to say, that Thrivent is not a faith-based company. It is a fraternal benefit society that is bonded together to serve Christians. Okay, interesting distinction to make at the Carlson School of Management on, in July of 2021, but she made it anyway, so okay, whatever. It's not a Christian organization. We get it. It is a fraternal bond to Christianity or it was. Concordia Theological Seminary professor, Reverend Dr. Peter Scare, posted on Facebook the following. Thrivent, 
live sinfully <laughs> instead of live generously. Yeah, uh, real, real funny um, if it wasn't so sad. Well, he says, I suppose it's time to find new slogans for their t-shirts. The insurance company that formed from a merger that included aid associations for Lutherans, the company that still encourages Christians to use their money wisely and to live generously has taken sides with the enemies of God. Will Thrivent apologize and fire the person who uploaded the post? To see such a thing from Bud Light is distressing, though it's nice to see the pushback. To see this from Thrivent should be a gut check for all Lutherans. We are no longer living in a world in which Christianity can be a nice handbag, an accessory we carry about. In an age of identity politics, we must make it a point to identify as Christian. No man can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other or love the one and hate the other. Thrivent celebration of Pride Month is a choice to serve Christ's enemy, the one who deceived Eve, the one who brought sin and misery into the world. To celebrate Pride Month is to claim for sin the rainbow meant as a sign of grace. This has nothing to do with the thriving of our humanity, but just the opposite. This has nothing to do with uplifting one another, but it is instead to drag our neighbor down into the bottomless pit. And to this we add, it's an insult to all Christians who are mocked, fined, or fired for speaking the truth in a rainbow world. Can there be an apology and a firing? The stakes are high but I would be ashamed to wear the Live Generously t-shirt. I feel sorry for those Christian insurance agents blindsided by this action. We will see if they rise up in rebellion, if heads roll as they should. But in an age of drag queen story hour, Thrivent must be held to account. And that means we no longer have accounts, no longer do business with those who hate us and hate the Lord whom we serve, the God of creation and the groom of our church. <laughs> Amen, Dr. Scare. Amen. Preach it, brother. Colossians 3.9 says, Do not lie to one another as I posted on our lawn sign. Why is Thrivent celebrating homosexuality and transgenderism, which leads to the physical castration and mutilation of children? That's what Thrivent decided to say this June. When we uplift one another at the expense of children who are being abused emotionally, physically, indeed sexually, and spiritually. When we uplift one another by celebrating predators who are destroying our most vulnerable neighbors' lives. When we uplift one another by experimenting on the malleable minds and undeveloped bodies of our children. Well, we all thrive, Thrivent says. And this is not true. Why is Thrivent lying like this? Now, my guess is that it has everything to do with money and nothing to do with the fraternal Christian bond they claim they serve. Why? This isn't a mean thing. It's not me being hard to get along with, but simply because their actions have proven to serve mammon and to hate Christ. And not only mammon, they have more than one god. They have mammon and the demonic legion in the pride movement. 
They're serving all of these demons. We cannot partake of the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. What are we doing here, Thrivent? I don't say this with any malice in my heart. Serious outrage, yes. Serious curiosity and disgust, yes. But no hate. I say this in keeping with the eighth and third commandments. Calling a spade a spade. It is the kindest way possible to describe coming in the name of Christ and then encouraging people to despise God's word, to hate Jesus. It's the loving thing to do, to call out this sin when we see it, to call out any sin when you see it, discerning from a position of humility as hurt by sin and a sinner who hurts, just as Ephesians 5 says. Let's start at verse 3. Go there with me right now. We're going to go all the way through 14. So 5, th- uh, 3 to 14. Ephesians 5, 3 to 14. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place. But instead, let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this. That everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is, an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. Empty words like, when we uplift each other, we all thrive. Empty words like, celebrate Pride Month. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Does it sound like Thrivent is serving Christians? Does their support of sin align with Ephesians 5? We believe it's shameful to even speak of the immoralities of LGBTQ sins. These are sexual sins. It's shameful to even speak of them except to expose them for repentance sake, to save a brother. But Thrivent wants us to celebrate them. No, Thrivent, no. We must expose their unfruitful works, not become partners with them in their darkness, in their disobedience. Not only are we not to have fellowship with the sons of disobedience, the willfully unrepentant, we are to reprove them in our words and in our deeds which shine with the light of Christ that shines on us. We reprove all that is contrary to to the light. John 3, 19 to 21. Take a look at that with me, my friends. Take a look at this. And this is the judgment 
the light has come into the world and people loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Christian, this is the whole Bud Light Target L.A. Dodgers thing, right? But what's worse in the case of Thrivent is that they say they're, they're, fraternal, they're a fraternal benefit society that serves Christians. They say they're here to serve us. And yet they're serving the LGBTQ who are at war with Christianity. We may not be able to avoid all sinful activity in the world. Indeed, as 1 Corinthians 5, 9, and 10 says, I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the sexually immoral of this world or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters, since then you would have to go out of the world. We can't avoid sin. Unrepentant sin is everywhere in this world. To escape it, we would need to leave the world. But we are called to avoid fellowshipping with sin, being partners with sin, in a way that will make us complicit in sin. Doing what Thrivent is doing, we are called to do not to do that, to do the opposite of that. Just as an early 20th century Anglican priest rightly commented on Ephesians 5.11 when he said, Do not be content with a passive attitude towards the unfruitful works of darkness, but take the aggressive attitude and expose their wickedness, whether in public or in the domestic circle, the private, right? A testimony has to be lifted up against ways that are so shameful and that bring down the wrath of God. Unless Thrivent repents, every Christian who keeps his or her money with Thrivent will be partnering with LGBTQ sin. My friends, I'm not giving you financial advice. I'm not in a place to do that. That's not my vocation, but I can give you pastoral advice in a general way. Go speak to your pastor specifically. But let me tell you this. We, we can know that we are partnering with LGBTQ sin if we are partnering with Thrivent. If we are giving them our money to invest, we are giving them our money to continue to do their evil deeds with the LGBTQ. My suggestion is that we bud light these guys. We boycott them and we show them our money is not meant to be used to support darkness. I would say spare yourself from partnership in this dark sin. Spare yourself from partnership with Thrivent. Or to put it in Revelation 18.4 terms, come out of her, my people lest you take part in her sins, lest you share in her plagues. See, it doesn't matter if you're a third-generation Thrivent member and this is all you've ever known and this is your legacy, this is the stuff that you, you don't know how to invest somewhere else or you don't know where else to get life insurance or any of that kind of stuff. Pull your money and avoid the wrath of God that is exercised to the third and fourth generation of those who hate him. Pull your money and enjoy the love that God gives to a thousand generations of those who love him. Shame on Thrivent for putting anybody in this position. It is sin upon sin upon sin. There are many ways to be an accessory to the sins of others. 
commendation, counsel, consent, concealment. But if we share with others in their sin, we must expect to share with them in their plagues. No one wants that. No earthly investment is worth that. Here, take a look. Let's look at this lie. And again, not out of hatred, but speaking directly about this egregious, sinful problem that Thrivent has created. We are responding in kind. We are not agitating or creating problems. We are responding as faithful Christians respond. Leviticus 19.17 comes to mind. You shall not hate your brother in your heart, but you shall reason frankly with your neighbor, lest you incur sin because of him. We don't want to be participating in anybody's sin, so we're going to be frank. And as James says, the one who can bring back his brother from his sins will spare him. Let us be those people who will bring Thrivent's employees back from their waywardness. And then maybe we can contribute our money to their fraternal benefit society again. In the context of celebrating Pride Month, Thrivent says, when we uplift one another... We all thrive. <laughs> I was looking at this in preparation for today's show, and I noticed my son, my adult son, commented on Thrivent's post, and he commented completely accurately. Regarding their, their statement, uplifting one another will cause us all to thrive, he said, that's not biblical. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a lie. It is a lie. So open up right now to 1 Corinthians 5. We're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to take a look at 1 Corinthians 5 and see if what Thrivent says about uplifting one another and everybody thriving even comes close to what Paul says about thriving in the church. Each weekday on the Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah, we share and discuss stories of living boldly Lutheran. Including missionary updates, mercy work, events and topics applicable to your daily vocations, and maybe some fresh dark roast. The Coffee Hour weekdays at 9 a.m. on KFUO, underwritten by Concordia University, Wisconsin. All right, so welcome back to Cross Defense. Did you open your Bibles up to 1 Corinthians 5? Good deal. St. Paul wrote to the Corinthian church, it is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you. Now, the Greek word here, it's a familiar one for sexual immorality. It's porneia, porn, fornication. And you may think this is some sort of fetish or particular deviant behavior beyond wedded sex, and you'd be completely wrong. Porneia, fornication, sexual immorality, is the broad term for sex outside of God's ordained vocational location. <laughs> marriage. That alone is sexual immorality. Sex outside of marriage. Just that. That's what it means to be sexually immoral. Our current culture thinks that's not a big deal. But it's a very, very big deal, isn't it, Christian? So even without getting into the homosexual aspect of lesbian and gay relationships, they do not and they cannot ever meet the biblical definition of marriage, which God instituted between a man and a woman. And so therefore are always going to be sexually immoral outside of marriage. 
And yes, even when sex is not involved in a homosexual relationship, it's still sexually immoral. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. What's the definition of the sixth commandment? Open your small catechism. The sixth commandment. It says you shall not commit adultery. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we lead a sexually pure and decent life in what we say and do. And husband and wife love and honor each other. Words and deeds. Guys, even saying you're in a homosexual relationship is sexually immoral. What do we read in Ephesians 5? Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place. But instead, let there be thanksgiving. It's shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. Yeah? But Paul doesn't leave us with the general term for sinful sex in 1 Corinthians 5. He says, it is actually reported. Yeah, I love that. It's actually reported as if it's absurd, because it should be absurd, that there is sexual immorality among you. There is sex outside of marriage among Christians. The church should not be a place where we find sexual immorality of even the basic kind, even heterosexual sexual immorality. Darkness cannot exist in the light. It is an impossibility. And of a kind, he says, that is not tolerated even among pagans. For a man has his father's wife, and you are arrogant. (laughs) Guys, what's another word? What's another word for arrogant? I don't know, just kind of spitballing here. What do you think? What's another word for arrogant? Proud. Yeah. Well, let's celebrate Pride Month. Arrogant month. Paul wasn't praising the Corinthian Christians, obviously, for their pride. It wasn't something to celebrate. He says, ought you not rather to mourn? Let him who has done this, this horrible sexual immoral activity... Be removed. Removed. Not uplifted. Removed. Pride Month is not something to celebrate, Thrivent. It's something to mourn. We know that you may be caught up in all your ESG score ratings and things like this, but if if you are operating according to the fraternal bond, which you you say you're operating according to, The bond between Christians, if you're trying to serve Christians in our unique situation, you're not worried about a social justice score because your clients don't serve the God of mammon in the darkness. Your clients don't serve the social justice gods, the diversity, equity, and inclusion demons. Your clients walk in the light of of Christ, with Jesus' light shining on them. You remember your motto, right? Money is a tool, not the goal. That's what you say. A tool for what, Thrivent? Because it looks like it's a tool for making more money for you. Endorsing sin so that you can expand from your pond to your ocean to your abyss. We don't want to go into the abyss with you. We don't want your little dinghy pulling us out into that sea. We want to stay in the pond where the water is fresh. Let it not be among Christians, this endorsement of sin. Repent and be forgiven 
and serve your clients well in the fraternal bond that you said you were serving them in. 1 Corinthians 5, verse 6. Your boasting is not good. Your pride is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? So Thriven's belief that we all thrive when we uplift one another is a lie when you say it in regards to uplifting sinners in their sin apart from repentance. It may be true among repentant sinners in the church. So if we're just dealing with repentant sinners in the church, maybe the statement is true. But it doesn't go with a pride symbol to celebrate pride. That's, it's not a universal truth in the world. Uplifting the sinner, celebrating the sinner, actually does the very opposite of thriving. We all don't, know, we all don't thrive because you uplift homosexuals. Homosexuality, actually, speaking frankly, in Christian love, is a burden on us all on the collective, on society, Christian or otherwise, if for no other reason that it, then it's a reckless lifestyle that spreads disease, depression, and despair, all of which have physical consequences, that if nothing else, make thriving life insurance premiums go up. I mean, if smoking and skydiving make life insurance premiums go up, shouldn't sexual immorality of all stripes, because it exposes one to a greater risk of physically harmful things, sexually transmitted diseases. And here we can talk about heterosexual or homosexual sex outside of marriage. But gay men, they run an even higher risk of contracting HIV and AIDS and indulging in their carnal passions increases their likelihood of depression, feeling the guilt of sin in their body, which is often masked with drug use and alcohol abuse. These things make our insurance premiums go up. If we want to deal with it strictly from a thriving perspective, are we all thriving by uplifting homosexuals, affirming their sinfulness, and increasing the poison in the pool of humanity? Now, how about the people, especially the kids, who are taking cross-sex hormones and puberty blockers, these things, to transition from male to female or to, to think they're transitioning from male to female. Are they thriving? Because thriving celebrates pride to be able to make more money? Is it thriving to suffer from osteoporosis? How about from pulmonary embolism, strokes, deep vein thrombosis, infertility? How about cancer? Is that thriving to have cancer? Do you consider sterility? to be thriving. It's quite the opposite, thrivent, wouldn't you say? All these horrible ailments and more, they're side effects of the chemicals used by people suffering from gender dysphoria, body dys dysmorphia, and autogynophilia. Fill in the blank, all these things that we classify as transgender. So we're dealing with thriving, lying about the uplifting of people. Because even the people they claim to be celebrating this month are being hurt by their conformity to the world to celebrate them. But it's also a lie that the rest of us will thrive by uplifting them. And if this is something of a Christian thing to do, which, which is what their post implies, given their history and notoriety as a Christian fraternal benefit society. 1 Corinthians 5.7 doesn't say uplift and celebrate unrepentant sinners so everyone else will thrive. 
but rather cleanse out the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, as you really are unleavened. Paul goes on to say, celebrate. He does say that in this text. If you keep reading, he does go on to say, celebrate, but not with sin, not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Where's your sincerity and truth, Thrivent? There's so many different Bible verses we could go to. We only got an hour, so we're, and we're running out of time. So you're getting the idea? My friends, we need to speak directly to all those who are coming in Christ's name especially and telling us, overtly, actively, or passively, telling us to celebrate pride. Telling us it's okay to celebrate pride or, or telling us just to keep quiet so others can celebrate pride. No. No. Ephesians 5.11. We don't partner with the unfruitful works of darkness, but we expose them with the light of Christ for their good. What does Jesus say in John 15? I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Verses 1 through 8. Dear saints, this whole idea of inclusion, of just everybody just kind of agreeing together, being together, living together harmoniously, it is the Christian goal. It is what Christ offers in Christ. But what Thrivent is saying with their Celebrate Pride Month and their rainbow heart, it does not include Christ. Because it is directly contrary to Christ's word. Dear saints, Christ does want everyone to be included. He does want all to be uplifted. He does want everyone to thrive. There's the insidiousness of what Thrivent has done. Because it's a twisting of that goal. It's a twisting of what does happen in Christ. Expanding that to happen among those who are unrepentant. Indeed, encouraging people to be unrepentant. Encouraging people not to repent and turn back to Christ. Not to abide in Him that He may abide in them. But to try to be branches already cut off from the vine. 
He doesn't say just uplift and be positive and affirm everything and everybody will thrive. He, in fact, says in his analogy, using the vine and the vine dresser and the branches as our image, he says, even the Christian needs to be pruned that he will grow better, bear more fruit. Pruning, cutting, the law, speaking truth directly causes us to bear more fruit. If anyone's listening from Thriving, I hope you will repent. I hope the law will convict your heart and you will repent and bear more fruit in keeping with Christ. Because there's the fraternal, brotherly bond. May these words of Jesus from John 15 bring you comfort. You personally, especially if you have investments and life insurance with Thrivent, as you sever your partnership with darkness, the willful partners of sin, they may hold the purse strings, but they're not proving to be disciples of Christ. We don't need earthly security, Christian saint. We don't need earthly security when we have eternal security. I pray you won't be short-sighted and think about your money. We'll be long-sighted, far-sighted, and think about your souls. Because the latter is far superior to the former. Your eternal security is far superior than your earthly security. More important, may the light of Christ shine on you as you shine it into the darkness, exposing the unfruitful works of darkness. Okay, so as we wind down the show for today, what I'd like to do is jump on over to Instagram to Thriven's Post and do a little Hebrews 10.25, stirring up one another to love and good works by showing you not what I have to say about this issue, but what others, other Christians are saying about this issue. That you may be encouraged and stirred up to do what is right by your brothers and sisters in the faith who are themselves pulling their finances from Thrivent. One commenter says, buy. Well, that's short and sweet. Another says, I will be canceling my Thrivent life insurance policies within the month if this is not pulled. And a full repentant statement with the word sin appearing in it is not issued. That same commenter says, I was specifically urged to switch to Thrivent so that my money could support causes that aligned with my scriptural values. That was the sell. That is why this is such a significant break in the trust of the relationship. God's word does not change with the culture. It is eternal. That may be very uncomfortable for us, but it's simply the truth. Another commenter says, It's a sin to not tell people the truth as spoken in the Bible. Scripture says we are to point out to our friends, neighbors, family when they are going down the wrong path, kindly, in love. Jesus was kind to the people he encountered, but he told them to go and sin no more. He didn't leave them in their sin. Another comment. So you're no longer Lutheran and faithful to Christ. Thanks for letting me know. Time to move my retirement plan elsewhere. We can love while still standing on biblical truths. This is anti-biblical. You're celebrating people living in unrepentant sin. Getting rid of my shirts. I noticed that you pulled this nonsense here and not on Facebook, one commenter says, where all the boomers with money congregate. Why is that? You sold out to the world. Hope it was worth it. Hashtag bring back AAL. Love all? Yes, we are all children of God. Celebrate people living in unrepentant sin? Hard pass. Shame on you, Thrivent. Shame on you. 
Another reads, I'll be talking with the other elders of the church to discontinue using your company. And we read more. A Christian financial institution promoting sinful sex and sexuality. What a shame. Who approved this? Really confusing from a Christian company. We obviously are called to love everyone, but we are not called to celebrate their sinful lifestyles. Surprised this post has been up for three days as the negative comments keep coming. After you took the cross off the t-shirts, we wondered if this company left Christianity. Now you have removed all doubt. Lord have mercy. Thrivent, congratulations. You've successfully upset a great segment of your client base by denying the truths found in the religion you claim to uphold. Please reconsider your public confession. If not for the moral good, then for the sweet allure of mammon that comes with that sweet, sweet tax-exempt status that you enjoy as a 501c8 fraternal. It would be a crying shame if you were to lose that because you took a political stance over such a fruitless position. The Thrivent t-shirts just went in the garbage can. God calls us to love all, but what is love? The most unchristian, unloving thing you can do is to tell people to be proud of their sinful lifestyles, to pat them on the back and tell them to be happy while they traverse the wide, easy road to destruction. Love is telling people to repent from sin, trust Jesus for salvation, and follow God's word. Thriven's post is as ungodly and wrong as if they had posted in support of Alcoholics Pride Month, Thieves Pride Month, National Cheat on Your Spouse Week, or Liar's Day of Visibility. God has called us out of sin, and the Bible says he hates the work of those who tell people that living in sin is sanctioned by God and in accordance with a Christian life. I will be telling everyone I know with a thriving account that this company encourages sin and should be disassociated with as soon as possible. The Bible is clear that marriage is between a man and a woman and that God created each person as he intended, man or woman. Thrivent, if you are no longer a biblically-based company, then be straightforward and let your members and employees know. This post shows me that your values do not align with God's word, and I will no longer be supporting or recommending your company. We will be directing our church to no longer do business with Thrivent. Another commenter says, will not spend another dime at your organization until you take this down. This goes against my faith and is not to be celebrated. This is pure heresy, and support for such an affront to God is apprehensible. God does not delight in the love of sin and the world, and this is exactly that. Lord have mercy. Sad. I may have to say goodbye to Thrivent, along with Disney, Starbucks, and Target. If Thrivent does not retract their support of LGBTQ plus woke values, those of us who are Bible-believing Christians ought to sue them for misrepresenting themselves, thereby putting us in jeopardy of losing thousands of dollars as we pull our investments. The Bible could not be clearer about the sinfulness of any sexual choices outside of one woman and one man who are married to one another. I love all people, but I cannot deny truth. This is sad and awful. I'm on our church council and will be ensuring that we actively discourage our congregants from using Thrivent. As a Thrivent employee, it saddens me to see that a company I at one time loved turn its back on God and choose to support sin. And if you don't think it's a sin, read Leviticus. I'm very disappointed with Thrivent, caving to the ways of the world instead of following the ways of God. I quit investing with Thrivent a while ago, and I'm going to push to remove our school's investments. Hashtag bring back AAL. I thought this was supposed to be a Christian organization. LGBTQIA is direct opposition to God's will for mankind. 
It's one thing to love a sinner. We are all sinners. Jesus died for all of us, but he didn't die for us to continue thinking our sins were okay. It is our responsibility to ask God to reveal our sins, repent, and live a godly lifestyle because he loves us. It is another to celebrate one's sin. If you don't believe in God's word, then having pride in this community may seem loving to you. If you do, then you know it is loving not to support the act of anyone other than a man and a woman being one in flesh. This is a difficult conversation to have for everyone. Love is not the same as support and acceptance. What on earth, Thrivent? Do better. This is not your audience nor pleasing to God. The Christian grieves of sin. Our Lord and Savior died because of our sin. How dare you make light of this? How dare you be proud of sin and celebrate it? Come quickly, Lord Jesus. I'm not shocked when pagans act like pagans and celebrate their pagan holidays. I'm concerned when Christians begin to celebrate those pagan holidays. If I'm going to get secular policies, it may as well be with someone not pretending to be Christian, taking my money elsewhere next week. This is very disappointing, Thrivent. We will be considering moving our insurance elsewhere. No, I refuse to celebrate sin that is blatantly condemned in both the Old and the New Testament, in both the Hebrew and the Greek words that were inspired by God. Thank you, Thrivent, for making it abundantly clear that you no longer support Lutherans or our values, and you do not want our money anymore, or value us as customers, so that we no longer entrust another penny to you. Goodbye, and good riddance. Utterly sinful, says one. Repent to believe the gospel. I guess we'll be discontinuing insurance through you. This is disappointing. Celebrate living in sin? We'll be looking for other insurance. I applaud so many comments here. Christian organizations should be taking the rainbow back to its original meaning. A covenant between God and man to never again destroy the world through flood. Instead, this one uses it for evil. We will be pulling out all financial investments we possibly can. Thrivent, you have missed the mark. We chose you because we wanted to support biblical churches. We will be leaving. I'm canceling my life insurance. This isn't love. Very disappointed. This is not Christian. Loving people straight to hell is not loving them at all. Well, we're going to have to leave it right there, my friends, because we're out of time. We only get an hour a week, and so uh, there's more we could say. There's more places in Scripture we could go to to say it and to learn to say it. And if you know of any... You can definitely send us those at stmarksferndale.com forward slash contact and let us know what you think pertains from Scripture to this, and we'd be happy to talk about that in the future episodes of this show. But until then, I hope that these words of Jesus in John 15 will bring you personally comfort as you sever your partnership with darkness. And if it has to do with Thrivent or something else, just remember, the willful partners of sin in this world of ours, as Dr. Scare said, this rainbow world, they may hold the purse strings, they may hold the power, earthly, temporally speaking, but they're not proving to be disciples of Christ. We don't need earthly security when we have eternal security. Your hope is not in money, mammon. Your hope is in Christ. The latter is far superior to the former. So may the light of Christ that shines on you shine in the darkness and expose the unfruitful works of darkness. May you, my friends, share the light of Christ in word and deed with all those around you, calling brothers to repentance as you do so. You've been listening to Cross Defense. Until next week, 
Godspeed. Cross Defense is a production of KFUO Radio. Find past episodes and support Cross Defense at kfuo.org.